What's up, Granny Fannies? I'm Ryan Carroll. Welcome to episode number 31 of Granny Shot, your not-so-serious all-things-NBA pod. By now, you all know how we like to get things started here, so let's jump right into it with the Granny Quiz question of the week. The question, as always, is themed around one of our topics of the day. The question is, only four current players have played four or more full seasons. Full seasons defined as 82 games played. Name as many of those four as you can. As always, answers will be revealed at the end of the episode. Hey, hey, Delco, Don, the gang's back together. How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going good. I see, uh, Carol, that you're in Philly right now. So we got three pals, three cities, one pod, one cup. Lovely. (laughs) <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> right. Well, that's why why Delco, I guess, was was sick last week. He was uh he's doing something else. But it's good share, to share yeah. cups. It's good to see you again. <laughs> Don't share your cups, kids. That's right. That's right. It's cool. I'm I'm back I'm vaccinated, guys. Oh man. It's derailed so quickly. So uh what have you guys been up to the past week? I've been selling all my furniture, man. You, you guys know I'm getting ready for that road trip. Sold one of the cars, sold the couches. I'm sitting on like a dining room chair in my office. I think like 80% of the items in my home are now sold. If, you're, if you ever need to sell anything, Facebook Marketplace, hot fire. They just put something on there. I had, a, I had a bidding war for my PS4 that I bought four years ago. Like these are insane times. But. Why does anybody want a PS4 right now? Because they can't get a PS5, and they're just... Don't, don't lie, Don. You fucking marketed it as a PS5, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't Crossed know. Crossed out the four and just drew a five. Yeah. I carved it with my hand. <laughs> Gave it 100% authentic. PS5. But just, added, just, added, just added a plus one after the four on the <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in Philly visiting Biz for a weekend. And um, we'll tell a quick little story here. So I actually played basketball for the first time in a year indoors, over a year indoors. You know, brought up vaccinations. People are starting to get more comfortable playing. Our our crew was wholly vaccinated. So got in the gym, three on three tournament, played okay. We got fourth out of eighth, so sufficiently average. But I am so fucking sore. It's pathetic that... You know, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sore, but, you know, that's to be expected after a year. And I'm just literally just walking to get a coffee, just walking like a normal human being walking. And all of a sudden, my upper back just completely throws out and I can barely rotate my back at all or move. And I'm just like, wow, I waited a year and a month to play basketball for the first time again. And now I can barely walk or move. You're an old man, Ryan. <laughs> so old. Old and fragile. It's like, you know, I think we were going to get on this episode and rip on a bunch of NBA players for being uh, soft and not playing their games. 
and I just threw my back out walking, so it's a little ironic. <laughs> Ryan will have to take rest days for the next three-on-three tournament. I'm not playing back-to-backs. That's for damn sure. All right, um, the Granny Quiz question of the week. What are your guys' thoughts on that? That's that's the four active players who have played four full 82-game seasons, right? Four, yeah, four or more full 82-game seasons. So it, it, it does predate the covid seasons so it's through the 2019 season because last year there were only 70 to 72 games and this year there's less than that or there's there's exactly 72 games this year there are also 13 players or 12 13 or 12 players that have played three i'll give you half points for the ones that you name there uh we're looking for the iron men of the nba right so that's that's basically the question that's I have some names, but that's a tough one because this year it feels like literally everyone is hurt. So it's yeah, but to... it's but it predates this year. So yeah, it's just it's hard to remember a time where players were actually playing basketball. Yeah, for an entire for sure. yeah, for sure. You, you'll get a handful, especially of the ones in the threes. We've talked about a couple of guys before being Ironmen, and I, I feel good about those like guys all so far. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll get some of them. But it, it was an interesting read. Some of the guys I was shocked were on the list from their early days playing. But I do think it shows kind of the even just the big changes between the early 2000s and even the early 2010s to now and how the sitting out has just become more and more, like, what's the word, accepted, I guess. And we're going to talk about that a lot more here. At yeah, let's end. talk about that. There's yeah, There's a lot to break down there. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to just give a quick update on the Granny Movie Showdown before we dive into that? Yes. All right, so uh, the Granny Movie Showdown updates. Voting has been active for the last 24 hours. Don and I gave our previews of this matchup. The one-seed White Man Can't Jump versus the eight-seed Luck of the Irish. Let's get the winner and reactions there. I was pro White Men Can't Jump. I think it's a favorite to win. Don liked the upset in Luck of the Irish. I don't know why. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But Delco, tell us what happened. Who won? Yeah, so this one was uncomfortably close, in my opinion. Uh, but the Granny Fanny spoke, and Luck of the Irish actually got 38% of the vote, which is substantial. We have, uh, I know we have some Irish <laughs> listeners that just use their nationality loyalty there for that vote. But white men can't white men can't jump came out with a win. 62%. It's a damn Thank shame. Thank crime. Thank God. White men can't jump is such a, it, it, it might be the best movie on this list. Honestly. Yeah. It could easily win. Luck of the Irish. Like we said, as this, that all these Disney movie channel originals have this cult following for all these millennials that like myself, that watched it when they were young kids, although I didn't watch it when I was a young kid. I watched it like a couple months ago, and it was awful. Dirty My dad's list. from Cleveland. <laughs> I, I've never seen the movie. I <laughs> I refuse to watch Get that. out of okay. here. Oh, my God. I didn't, so my, ha- I didn't have my, any channel growing up, which is why I turned out the way I did. So my reference just is going completely over your guys' heads. My dad's from Cleveland. I thought your dad was from New York, right? Oh God! It's it's from the movie. I don't even think Don get, remembers yeah, that line. I remember it. It's not not even a good line. <laughs> oh, give me get, give me one of the lines, Don. What's your go to line from Luck of the Irish? 
quote me. Saint of the step. And then I do the Irish dance right in front of you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Way classic. <laughs> All right. So, uh, White Men Can't Jump will go on to play the winner of the other matchup that was voted on this week, Like Mike versus Blue Chips. Don and I last week both liked Like Mike to win this. Delco? Well, you liked correctly. Like Mike won by 90%. Let's go. Yeah. That's actually, expected. That's easy. I actually got a, some messages from a, a certain granny fanny out there who was who is old man waving, like yelling at cloud style. You know who you are. Um, saying that it was a, it was a bunch of Gen Zers that voted for like Mike, which, which makes no sense because uh, it was released in what, like 98, 99. I think it was think, the early 2000s. Yeah. I, think I was, was like 13 when it came out. Yeah. Late nineties, early 2000. It's the same thing. Yeah. It that's the same thing. thing. I think it was like 2003. That sounds about right. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, so yeah. early 2000s. Yep. So so prime for millennials like ourselves. I I think like Mike's a fucking classic. You've it got, is like Don said, the stort little kids in there. You've got the the bully who's now in everything and plays the same exact role of a bully in pretty much everything he's in. Bully slash meth hitman. Exactly. Exactly. I, I actually think like Mike's got a very good shot to upset white men can't jump in the next round. That's that's possible. Anything can happen in, in granny land. Um, I, yeah, I, I was thinking Our granny about fannies these. aren't the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do listen to us. So that's questionable, <laughs> questionable judgment right there. I was thinking this morning about these two movies and Lil Bow Wow is the Harry Potter of basketball. You know, it's a orphaned kid. And then gets magical powers and becomes like this awesome wizard NBA player type thing. And then blue chips, it, <laughs> what crash was to racism, blue chips was to the college recruiting problem and paying college players. It's just like so overhanded, like not well, like th- the message is really interesting and they're trying to tell a story there, but it just doesn't seem like they're good at it. Like the actors aren't good. I think Shaq won a Razzie for like worst acting debut or something. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, it's like hitting an interesting, important topic in just like an amateur way. Yeah. I I haven't seen blue chips in a long time, but I never liked it. I knew I was always going like Mike here. We all want to be like Mike. We do kids. Lil Bow Wow was living the fucking dream in that movie, except when he had to go home and live in an orphanage. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was that wasn't as cool <laughs> yeah uh, yeah harry potter ended a little differently <laughs> that's right that's right well like mike ended up getting adopted at the end and it was all very happy and good story there good story all around although he probably would have been happier if he was just stayed an nba player or if he had parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah di- director's cut gets into all of that <laughs> it's really deep really deep we should we should break down like Mike really more as a tragedy, <laughs> tragedy than a comedy. It really is a tragedy. Uh, he like okay. he like risks his life for a pair of shoes. He like, really does fully yeah. risk. He's got nothing to he, lose. He actually gets electrocuted. He, yeah, he literally dies for a died. pair of shoes. Yeah, <laughs> like he's in a dark place. 
no parents, no friends besides the Stuart Little kid. Who got, elect- got electrocuted. <laughs> Stuart yeah. Little kid, man. If that guy's like your only friend, you're like, I mean, I got nothing. And imagine being a kid watching that movie and be like, oh, shit, you get electrocuted, you turn into an NBA player? Yeah. I am going to touch those down I, wires. I tried it. Yeah. Look at me now. Nice job. Look at me now, Dad. Mom, yeah. Don, Don, Don's, <laughs> Don's so impressionable that he tried it a couple of days later. Oh. I am. I'm very impressionable. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so in, our in it, sweet innocent Don, gotta love it, Teen Don. That's what I'm here for. Oh God! All right, so our uh, matchup for for next week, we're gonna have a lot of time to talk about like Mike, because like we said, I think uh, I think it could easily make a make a run to the finals. Next week we've got number two seed Love and Basketball versus another Disney classic, double teamed, and then we've got the three seed. He got game versus the six seed semi pro. That's called, a spicy matchup. Who at Disney decided to name that movie double teamed? My God. I'm not complaining. It's caused a lot of search errors, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. It's gonna it's gonna bring back a lot of memories because that <laughs> because uh of that video of the final scene in double teamed where it might be the worst film finish finish of all time she's standing there with the ball and they like zoom off of her and then they go back and she's somehow gravitated like seven feet forwards anyways we'll we'll talk about it next week when we get more into it but what a classic spoilers right come on a classic yeah go go out and watch it for yourselves you guys will love it i'm sure especially if you haven't seen it before any predictions here Double teamed. Don, Don's picking double teamed yeah, as a Disney yeah. classic easy. fan. That's easy. Yeah, it's easy. If double teamed wins, then God help us all. All right. Yeah. So again, those matchups will be posted on Instagram this week. Make sure to follow us at Granny Shot NBA. Don't forget to vote. And as always, we'll have the reactions and the winners on our following episode when it gets released next week. Let's move into some actual NBA topics for the week around the theme of myself getting injured throwing out my back we want to really take time to whatever right what are our thoughts on all the players sitting out the injuries the rest the sicknesses whatever is going on right now it seems excessive even on top of the the covid protocols what are you guys' thoughts is it does the nba have a real issue on their hands right now or is it just a we're in a unique season sort of state let's not worry about it we'll we'll deal with it next year and things will kind of fall into place that's like a two-part question let's let's start with the covid issues i mean that is what it is that's a short-term thing i feel like the nba has done a really fantastic job you know the first half had some teams hit really hard and that caused some issues but if i'm not mistaken there's only there were zero players tested positive in the second half up until recently and now there's only a handful that are even put in protocol. So, you know, I think the NBA did a fantastic job dealing with COVID. Some players might have argued overkill even, but I don't think that, that, that COVID specifically is really the issue. But I absolutely do think that they have a problem on their hands with with um, injuries and resting. And uh, I, I think it's a two-part problem, right? The One is something that, the league needs to think about and handle and that's too many games 
into short amount of time. Obviously, this year it's worse than it it usually is, but it's still you know a lot of games. And then the other is the resting and the sitting out, and that's more on the players and the coaches and and their own personal pride. So I have I have a lot to to say on both, but I'll, I'll pause there. And that's kind of how I frame the issue that the NBA has right now. It's like a two part issue. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, like a lot of things are being forwarded from last season, right? I mean, you're you're shortening the season. You have the delay with the season and then going into the bubble. And it's all this cumulative effect that's now taking place in the actual NBA. And sure, COVID is a correlating factor. I think people have been talking about the NBA shortening the amount of games for a long time now. This isn't, you know, as as to prove kind of the point of that, at the very beginning, Delco was like, you said, I can't really remember the last time people didn't rest or like they didn't take breaks. And it's really been that long in the NBA. And I think just, I don't know if it's just the the capacity of games or the frequency or the scheduling, but something this, you know, <laughs> or like this era of basketball players, maybe just a little, little bit softer, who knows? But right, it's, it's a changing mechanism of the NBA. So I think they need to shorten the season. That's kind of like always been my thought process there, but it's, it's completely out of control. I mean, we are, we are all in the same fantasy basketball league right now. And I swear every time I look at my app, there's another person either out for the season or they're out indefinitely with something or other like amazing across the board. Every team just getting hampered with injuries uh, day after day. And it's just, you know, it makes the, the league very unspicy, right? It's very bland right now. And they're definitely spicy. They're losing a lot of money. Yeah. So I have, mixed feelings on this because i do think that they have a problem and i think that they've had a problem from probably around 2016 2017 and i think you can actually pinpoint the problem on Kawhi. i think he started this i really do that's fair and it was was a big news story when he did what he did and now it's just a part of the game where big stars because he sat out back to backs and then he won a championship and now everyone looks at it as that's a investment that's worth it right we want our players to be super fucking fresh for the playoffs so again like like i said i I pinpoint the problem starting there and now it's just become more accepted but i do think it's exasperated by this season so i i'm sort of in this position where i don't want to overreact this year because i think there's multiple factors if somebody's hurt they're hurt Right. If if they have like a, a knee injury, they go down for season long injury. Obviously, that doesn't bother me that people sit out for that stuff. But they're just resting on back to backs and the kind of minor injuries where teams are, I wouldn't even say cautious. They're excessively cautious, like beyond cautious with playing somebody that might have a nick or like literally a, just like a bruise, you know, and they won't play. And I think they're excessively cautious this season one reason being because there's not really any fans in the building so i do think that if if there were fans in the building that there'd be a lot more pressure on teams to have to play their players this season as well so part of me is like maybe we shouldn't overreact this year but i do think it's something that's been getting worse and worse since that 2016 2017 season and this shortened season has made it just snowball into this almost unbearable yeah, I mean, th- this year is certainly crazy. I mean, there's there's multiple five-game weeks for teams. I mean, think about that. Playing NBA at a professional level, 
five out of seven days. Like that's that's crazy. And it's it's going to lead to injuries and you kind of understand why some really important guys who, you know, you'll need for the playoffs wouldn't be, you know, would be resting with, with things like that. But, you know, on, on the other hand, it has gotten worse, as you said, Ryan. And, you know, we're obviously huge ba- NBA basketball fans. I mean, we have a freaking podcast about it. I found myself not caring about almost any of the games the past week or so because it, it feels like nobody's playing. Um, it feels like you have resting every other game. And so you're not even really watching actual competition. You know what I mean? Like you're not watching teams go for each other's throat for the most part. You're just kind of watching teams try to survive for the playoffs, which again, it is kind of a combination from both sides of some players being soft and other teams just being completely like yeah exhausted. But I mean, it's it, it's a problem if people like us don't want to watch because we're completely, uh, you know, we talk about the NBA all the time and, you know, what, what are they going to do if this becomes the norm where, you know, playoffs are the priority and you're, you're kind of circling who plays like, I mean, I know that Ned, I like, I know James, James Harden is actually injured as much as I hate that dude. He's a, he's not someone who sits out for rest right. if he can help it. But someone like Kevin Durant, on the other hand, side note, about, side note about KD. I mean, we've, we've run KD into the ground multiple episodes, but since the last time we trashed him, some random kid said that KD was better than Steph at Golden State and Kevin Durant thinking he was one of his Twitter alter egos liked this tweet that he wasn't tagged in or anything just like yeah we can go down a, a complete different I, kevin durant tangent but I can't, like, I can't help but think that kevin durant's got got issues he like, does and i'm gonna feel bad when it comes out that he's got really bad mental issues and I've, I've been trashing on him like for years but he's clearly not well in the head but but someone like him is a perfect example of a problem in the nba where he is like he is a big chunk of the product of the NBA, right? I mean, Dan, you've said it multiple times. The NBA is a superstar league. That's why people watch. Those are the best teams. And to have someone like him who, you know, rehabbed, came back, looked incredible, from my understanding, hasn't like gotten a serious injury, just kind of sit and wait because he knows they're just going for a ring and knows the regular season doesn't matter that hurts the league that hurts the product the product isn't just winning rings and like building up your resume the product is people coming out and watching the games and enjoying watching basketball and if you have the first or second or third best player in the league not doing that to get ready for the playoffs to increase their chances of getting a ring then what is this product you know what i mean yeah i completely agree with that like i remember being a kid god loved the bobcats but Never really wanted to go to any games. Um, God had did not love the podcast. <laughs> Bobcat, Bobcats games were great. You they were get they lower were level seats yeah. for like five dollars. Yeah, they were great like that. I just remember one of the first games I think I ever went to. Really, um, it was a Bobcats Lakers game, and I'm like, I'm not going for the Bobcats. I'm not going for anyone on the Lakers. I'm going for Kobe, and that was the only reason I went to go to that game. And R.I.P. It's just like. That's exactly it. it. You look at across the board, all these teams and all their one and two best players, they're all out right now. I mean, the best superstars in the league, they're all out. I mean, there's a handful that are still trickling along, but I don't think it's going to be a long amount of time and still until they're resting for the rest of the season, right? Because usually if they're, if they're still playing right now, 
they're either one making playoffs and they're going to start resting or two they're not making playoffs and they're just going to rest because the franchise wants to protect their health and you so, even have teams in the playoffs that like yeah. don't they don't seem to care about seeding they're like oh we're either we're well, in goes, the playoffs and we're just gonna get healthy or we're out of the playoffs. you even have agreed some teams. agreed agreed on that i agree on that but that goes back to my point of there not being fans in the arenas or not many fans in the arenas i think seeding matters a lot less this year than in typical seasons and i i do think that organizations and coaches and players know that like who gives a fuck if we get the three or the six seed or the four or the five seed when there's not really a home court advantage i mean yeah. i guess there is like a little bit because you get to stay at home and you know the court but like fans matter a lot yeah, yeah. and I, so that's like also my i think point that's too. A exactly and we're still here and who wants to watch a bunch of scrub you know like why would anyone watch a regular season game for the rest of the year yeah but like my my then that goes back to my point is we're like I would have never gone to that Bobcats Lakers game if Kobe wasn't playing like that was the catalyst and that's like you're going to if you're going to a Bucks game you want Giannis playing if you're going to a Lakers game you want LeBron playing like you know that, that's a perfect example the Bucks yeah. recently played the Hornets and sat all of their starters yeah yeah Drew Giannis we should talk about that and yeah. and tickets there are fans uh, you know not max capacity but they're allowing fans in imagine you buy a ticket to that game and you're paying like what five to ten times normal retail value because there's so few tickets available and you show up and the opposing team just decided they didn't want to play that day and you're watching like a bunch of starbucks employees like go against your team that's yeah that's like that's that's ridiculous yeah that's like this to the hundredth factor it's like a, a team rested their entire starting lineup for no injury reasons but rest like that should not be allowed in the NBA. It's like you you go to watch yeah Hamilton musical and then instead they just show like a rerun of some TV show while you're in. It's like you pay for a product and yeah. the explicit rest is just absurd. Things like what the Bucks did in that game should absolutely be fined. And for some reason, it feels like only the Spurs get fined ever for something like that. Well, because they come up with ways now of being like oh it's not rest it's an injury like bruised left toe and you know things like that aggravated hamstring and it's like okay like maybe maybe some of them are real but it's like some of them are obviously bullshit just rest things and it's and 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 i don't know how you fix that you can't be like no like you're you're lying about an injury or anything like that you're lying about your your hamstring being sore it comes down to the play it comes down to pride does it does and like you do want the players to feel safe and you you want to you want the league to create an environment where the players are 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 as safe as possible right and not having to play through injuries like i'm not saying people should go put themselves in danger and play through injury you know? yeah i'm not like, i'm not saying let's go back to like 1970s of the nfl where people were playing with like brain bleeding <laughs> like right 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 like but at the at same all, time right but but you know, you've got the the people that are not in the playoffs that are clearly benching people. No rush to get anyone back on the floor. Like like SGA, he probably can come back next week. He probably won't play another game this season. I don't think. And if he does, he'll play like one game and then sit out another three and keep doing that. Things like that because teams are like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. Let's just tank. So you've got a tanking problem on one side and then you've got a, I don't care what seed we get in the playoffs. Let's just make it everybody healthy on the other side. So how do, how do they fix it? I know you guys said less games. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm an so, advocate of less games. I, I am too, but I I think it's nearly impossible for that to happen because 
of what we talked about earlier. That's money. It's a balancing act, though. And if you keep having high game seasons that players don't want to play and you're getting all these rest games, like who the fuck cares if you get... I mean, fans are going to start to get upset, especially if they're buying tickets and their stars aren't playing or the last three weeks of the season are unwatchable even for big fans. At some point, there's a trade-off where okay, what's like the total value, like the lifetime value of an NBA fan versus, you know, tickets revenue short term for a couple of years. If if this is what the NBA is and it starts trending in this direction, you're going to lose so many casual fans. Hardcore fans like us are going to start to question why we care about a league the players don't really seem to care about. Like if the playoffs are all that matter, then just play the fucking playoffs. Like don't make us sit and watch 82 games. You know what I mean? And I'm going to like, this is me who loves the NBA. I'm going to stop going to games and supporting teams. If the players don't care about the regular season, you know, why, why should I? And you have egregious things in my opinion, like what the Raptors. This is sad, man. This is making me sad. I know what, what the Raptors are doing. They're in a position to make the playoffs. And I think we've talked about this before. Who the hell wants to play the Raptors around one? Like, do the, the Sixers don't want to play the Raptors around one? That's that's terrifying. And yet they're sitting out almost their entire team. And a lot of it is due to, like, real injuries and things like that. But it feels like they're also just kind of... They've done, they've done, a, they've done a pros-con list, and they've been like, well, we can get into the playoffs and maybe win a series or try to fight to beat a Sixers team that's more than likely going to beat us or we can just sit everybody and get a better draft pick and they're leaning towards the latter and that shouldn't be a list you know no no no, there's no pride in that it's not fun for the fans it's it's just like it's sad like what you said right yeah it's sad you guys are you guys are bumming me out but like so so what is your idea to fix it because i've i've got some i know i just said i don't think shortening the season is is realistic but i am an advocate for it i think that revenue and everything will become a problem with, with shortening the season. So regardless, I'm going to paint a picture of, of what I would love to see. I think that they should shorten the season to 58 games. I think everybody should play each other twice so that there's no schedule uh, misalignments, right? Right now, the Eastern Conference teams get to play the Eastern Conference teams more often. So they're, they should have better records, but they don't because the East is way worse than the West. You've got divisions where some divisions are overpowered and some divisions just are terrible, right? I hate that, right? Just make everybody play everybody twice, home and away, and you've got no issues, right? The the world is global now, flying, they fly in first class, like, just fucking do it. Like, just makes things so much easier. You don't just need don't to separate it across yeah. the Mississippi. Yeah, just watch out for those birds. Um, right. The, the, only, the only counter argument, and I'm, I'm not even saying I completely believe this but the only counter argument would be like rivalries that have been created and things like that but it's nothing like the nfl like i don't as a hornets fan i don't give a shit about like the hawks or the wizards like i don't feel any special hatred or like there are no there are no rivalries in the nba right now yes there are Uh, are. yes there are yes there are like like the celtics sixers is is a fun rivalry i i think like every time the celtics and sixers play each other it's spicy those two cities don't good. like each other. They're both. Well, yeah, of course, of course. And obviously the Celtics Lakers is a rivalry that that'll always be a rivalry, but you're right. I mean, there's no like Yankees, Red Sox or Duke Carolina or Ohio state, Michigan in the NBA, right. you know? And, but finish out, finish out what you're saying. So 58, 50, yeah. so, I, so 58 games, that's step one. Right. But then you, you lose 24 games. Check my math there. 
of a normal regular season. So they got to do something else to bring in, bring up the revenue streams there, I think. So I want like a mid-season tournament, some sort of like pool play thing, maybe, where every team's guaranteed maybe three games, right? And then you get into a single elimination tournament. And I want the D-League teams included in it. So it's this big tournament. D-League teams get to play. I think they'll really fight for it. And I think the argument from a lot of people is that the NBA players won't give a fuck about this mid-season tournament. And I think that that's true to start. But I think as the years go on and teams start winning, I think they'll start caring more and more about it. And I think as they see like a vision of being able to get a trophy per se, I think they'll start to come around to the idea of it in the same fashion that there's multiple tournaments in like European soccer and stuff like that. It all, and co- it all comes is- down to player pride with something like that, which they haven't really shown to have a lot of. But I still I still love the idea because even if NBA teams are putting out their benches for this tournament, then you still have NBA benches going up against G League dudes fighting to the thought, death, man, which would be amazing. Exactly. exactly. There's, uh, there's underdog stories to be played in this tournament. I think people would get really into it because you would be like, fuck yeah, man, I want that G League team to beat their ass. Mm-hmm. And then like if you if you've got like a G League team playing like the Lakers, right? And LeBron and AD are, are on the bench. Maybe they don't want to play a lot. They're like, yeah, we'll let the bench play. And if it gets tight, then we'll go in. That would be so fun. You know, like it's Some tight. And then like LeBron and AD guarding in the second LeBron half. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they're, you got all these kids trying to prove themselves. I think it would be awesome. And like, what, what do you have to lose? You know, like I think it, they should try it and give it a shot. And I think you could also give a monetary incentive for the team that wins, right? Give them... Hey, each player gets a five hundred thousand dollar bonus if you win the tournament, right? Ooh, the and, G League players would would be yeah, their but chops. but even but even like bench players that don't get paid a lot of money, they might put pressure on the stars. Be like, yo, man, like I could I could use this money. Like I I would really like this. So like I think there's ways to incentivize it and make it fun and just change up the current structure to make those fifty eight games a lot more important where players wouldn't be able to rest. And add this new little tournament to like increase focus and increase attention on just the product of professional basketball as a whole. I absolutely love the idea. I I don't really see any downside to it. I also love the idea of obviously shorting the season to 58 games. I think you could even boost ticket prices to try to make up some of that specific revenue loss. And people would be more interested in going to games that mattered rather than this kind of slog of an NBA season. I mean, it's not quite MLB, but MLB games are are really cheap. And I feel like you don't have as much rest because it's not as physically demanding, but I, I think it's a great idea. And another idea just to kind of casually toss out, I know it's, it's unlikely because American sports are what soccer fans, you know, kicked out with the ESL, right? That we tried to Americanize soccer and soccer fans responded, but relic America. Relegate. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck American sports. <laughs> That's literally what all they're saying. They're like, fuck you guys. We don't want you. Relegation in the NBA would completely take out that lack of pride. I mean, you're not going to be rested. It'll never happen because the owners would never allow it to happen. Because but it would be awesome. It and, would be amazing. Basketball, basketball is a sport where it could work because small market teams can support an NBA team. So you've got you know Columbus, Ohio, 
cities like that that are smaller, even like a Charlotte, right? Smaller market cities can support an NBA team. You don't have to fill this massive arena to play. Teams get behind it. It's very similar to some of the smaller mid-market teams in the MLS that have really passionate fan bases. You get like really behind a team like that when it's like the only team, the only professional team in your city. I think it would be really awesome. And if, like if to people your point, would start going to G League games if their team is really good and they have a chance to go to the NBA. Right, exactly. And even even not including relegation, like say say it's not there, I think that that mid-season tournament of having D League teams play NBA teams is a step towards the possibility of relegation and also a step towards more expansion into the league, right? So more cities getting added into the NBA to the point where eventually maybe they have 40 teams and we actually do start talking about the possibility of, hey, maybe we split this into tier one and tier two, right? I don't know. But I think that that's a start into looking at it that way. It, it just... It, and this, this is why those soccer fans were so against the idea of the ESL because look at the lack of the lack of pride and the complacency with some of the teams near the bottom. They're like, that's fine. We'll get the, we'll get the number one pick and maybe he'll turn into a superstar. And if that doesn't work out, we'll do it again and we'll do it again. Look at the T wolves. They've been trashed for so fucking long. Number one pick after number one pick. And they're just a shit organization. They should, they should not be rewarded you know, this is this shouldn't be manifest destiny where we exist in the best basketball league in the world and we can be trash on purpose for years and years. Yeah. So it, it gets me excited just talking about reform like that. I know it'd be so fun. And Don, I'm I, I know you're trying to say stuff, but I'm 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 on a roll here. The uh, the other thing that I like the idea of, and I'm not sure you guys stand on this, but to, just to eliminate the thought of tanking. I am pro completely getting rid of the lottery and it just being a straight up lottery draw one through 30, right? Every, all one through 30 teams have the exact same odds of getting the number one pick. I don't give a fuck if the best team in the NBA gets the number one pick. I'm sick of, I'm sick of tanking. Eventually as time goes on, it'll fall into place, right? Like law of large numbers or whatever that fucking math law is, right? I'm tired of tanking. I think is what you're thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) make make it so that there's no more tanking and just straight random odds and if it's not all 30 teams then make the random odds for everybody that doesn't make the playoffs you know something because the odds thing that they've adjusted to clearly isn't working because teams are still like i want the best odds it's 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 helping but and this kind of goes back to what you're saying earlier ryan maybe this is a one season where it's this bad because I, if you look at the math, it doesn't really make sense to actively be tanking to be the worst team or, you know, even bottom four. It, it's kind of a slight difference between each position that doesn't necessarily make it worth it. So I think it I think it depends on the year, though. Like the top three each have a 14 percent chance now, right? Something along those lines. And I think that there's three guys in the draft this year that everybody's like salivating over. So they're like, I want one of those three guys let's just make sure we're in that 14%. So it depends on the year if it if it makes, you know what I mean? Yeah, we we might be seeing it more this year, and that's a good point is because of how stocked this draft is. I mean, everyone It is a it is a good draft, yeah. Yeah, this is a good draft. Uh next year's a good draft. Like I mean, not only are the products coming up into the NBA, they look like for the next couple of years they're going to be really really high. I mean, we had a couple couple of years in the draft where the top 3, even like this past year, um, Lamelo, in my opinion, was like the only one that was like, oh, I'll, I'll just I'd salivate over that one. 
but that's like a lot of digest. I think the the midseason tourney part of me is like I'd love to see that. It's like I'll, I'll watch a movie on TV and that will be the the synopsis and the plot. And then I look at reality and I'm like, and I look at the NBA in today's world and it just doesn't make sense. It, there's no way it would happen. The selfishness of the players, the money, the injuries. I, I Not think with it, that attitude, Don. Yeah, uh, well, that's I, the, I, that's I tend to lean with Brian though that the G League would treat it like the national championship. And oh yeah, it'd be awesome. And, yeah. and uh, once once they're really into it, like I think I think other NBA teams would would have enough pride to be like, fuck these young guys, fuck these guys that think they're pros. Like I want to beat them. Or, and I think it would take some time. If you're a general manager and you're watching these games, you're like, you know what? This motherfucker wants to play and he came in and he stopped my team. I'm going to give him a deal and my 12th and 11th men are out. because Yeah, stopped. it's also it's a showcase for the G League players. So the G League teams would, would fight their fucking ass off. And I think a lot of casual fans would love to see that, right? Underdog story. Everybody loves, awesome. everybody yeah. loves yeah. underdog story. Yeah. But I do think eventually, and it wouldn't happen in year one, it wouldn't happen in year two, probably wouldn't even happen in year four. But eventually, I think NBA teams would start to slowly get into it and start to slowly play some of their better players and be like, we, we want to win this. Like, we want to put a trophy and hang a rafter and say we won the whatever cup, right? And it'll of, be another yeah. another GOAT measurement with how many trophies did they win. Yeah, because also single elimination ball is so much different than like a series. You know, it's like one fucking game. Whoever gets hot clutch factor matters a lot right you can't like take a game off it's just it's it's a it's like a i don't want to say it's a different game but it's like it's like two different ways of measuring something yeah i think it it all solely depends on how much the actual nba would showcase and market that event right if they built it up and it made the other nba teams jealous of what's going on and especially like with, with casual fans like us, if we were, we're looking at the season and we're like, well, the only thing we care about is the mid season tournament. Cause it's fucking awesome. Then they would drive marketing to that. And yeah. then the other NBA teams would say, okay, there's actually see for them. It's like, there's money here. See, that's where right. it's like, you know, there has to be that. Incentive. So there would be money from a marketing incentive yeah. and then there would be money, hopefully some sort of incentive for the players. Like I know we all say, yeah, you know, a lot of these superstars make $30 million a year. So what's an extra 500K? But 500K is a lot of fucking money, you know, to anybody. And so, like, I think that a lot of people would be interested in that. Maybe making a million dollars. I don't know. I mean, a lot lot of players are on, like, one one year, you know, one to five million dollar contracts. That's a lot of money for them, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My idea was, was similar to Ryan's, where it's 58 games. So, like, you have everyone playing each other twice. And then what I was thinking is that you would actually just have a full season, well not full season, like the back half of the season would be a tournament where every team got in, there are three games, you do, and then at one point you transition to five games, maybe as they got deeper down the bracket, but the one and two seeds, like you, you get away with conferences, divisions, it's just one through 30, rank them all. The first one and two seed get buys in this 30 team tournament. And then it's it's three games to start. And then maybe like the last two have five games. And I think that, in my opinion, would would all. It's like a very similar play to Ryan's. You're not getting the. I G want League G. Showcase. I want G League, man. I do too, but I'm just. Dude, I don't G think it's League, gonna happen. G League, <laughs> yeah. that would be it's, so fucking fun, man. Like, come on. Oh, I agree. Some some of those G League I'm people, like, like like the main Red Claws. Got to imagine if the main Red Claws are playing like LeBron and LeBron has to travel to fucking Maine to play a game. That yeah, the crowd awesome. would be so yeah. hype. It'd be like a college environment in an NBA game. 
But it's like, is is this wish time or like, are we like thinking of? Yeah, oh, it, it literally is fucking wish time. <laughs> <laughs> Don, you got to learn to hit the G spot, man. It's all about yes. the G. And obviously, I'm passionate about this, but it's 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 not like this giant pipe dream because Silver has talked about the idea of a midseason tournament before. It's a lot of that talk has been like thrown out the window or, or put on hold because of COVID, and they've got much bigger things to address over the yeah. last two yeah. years. But like, this isn't like. You know the the thought of a mid season tournament. It's not like my idea. You know, I'm just no. I know. Yeah, a lot, I'm just, advocating yeah. for the G League teams to be in it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think I don't think you're ever going to get anyone opposing that view. That'd be fucking awesome. I hope not. All right. So obviously, some passion there and some ideas there. If Granny Fannies have ideas on that as well, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Probably a lot in the off season. Um, let's move into some things over the past week. Call outs. I know we said we're we're sort of losing interest in the regular season, so let's talk about who we think is going to make the playoffs. Um, what do you guys think? There were some cool things that happened this week from Embiid's shot to Curry playing absurd. Yeah, well, starting with the Eastern Conference, it it feels it feels like a lot of the contenders for the playoffs are kind of set. You have uh, the Bulls and the Raptors hanging around looking to get into the play-in game, but the Bulls lost Levine, and I'm not sure if if they can stay floating. And then the Raptors, who knows what they're doing? It seems like they're not even trying at all. And the Wizards are on a hot streak. The Wizards have won 9 out of 10. And the I Wizards know, want that fucking 8 seed I, real bad. I, I was so hyped on them, and then they completely shit the bed coming out of the year. But now they look like that team that I thought they could be. And Westbrook looks like that guy in the Eastern Conference that I thought he could be. And I am so excited for them. I hope I hope they make some noise. And I would love to see a first round upset from the Wizards. Yeah, so you, we brought up the Raptors in that range of standings and how they're choosing to just not really care. The Wizards are kind of like the antithesis of the Raptors where they're like, we want the fucking eight seed and we want to make the playoffs. So props to the Wizards. That's Let's what Russ brings. That's what Russ brings to a team, man. He's I don't he he could have the general manager in his bedroom saying we are tanking this year and he'll say, yeah, fuck you. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. That's why I, that I do love. Look, I love Russell Westbrook's attitude. I love the man. That pride. I do. I, I know that we I've spent an episode on here saying that Westbrook's older and washed up to an extent but i i love the guy i really do i feel like the top 10 right now are going to remain the top 10 and then it'll be a bit of a clusterfuck for what happens in between um the hawks you know called them out as is someone to look for and they've been playing really well without two of their best wing players uh the two top 10 picks cam reddish and deandre hunter the knicks how i mean you guys brought it up last week we were so wrong about them uh thibodeau is really gone in there and, and changed the culture of that team and and you know they're going to be a, a top eight seed sitting at four right now which is ridiculous i kind of wonder if one of these top three teams the Nets, sixers and bucks maybe aren't getting a little bit too complacent and relaxed in the regular season and perhaps one of these lower seeded hungrier teams might surprise them like looking at the the celtics or the heat who knows even the hornets if if hayward and Lamelo come back I'm I'm definitely watching out for that because they're clearly the three best. They're in a tier of their own. They one of those three should 99% come out of the East. But the way they've kind of ended the season has been kind of a wet fart. A, a lot of injuries, um, 
a lot of resting and, uh, you know, maybe they deserve it for getting nice little leads there, but, um, it's going to be interesting. It's a, it's a little more lopsided than the West. Yeah. It's, and it's hard to tell to be honest. Cause you, again, we have Giannis is out for like two, three weeks, not too long ago. Uh, Ben Simmons has been out with an ill quote unquote illness for a couple, like a, a week and a half. So you, you have uh, Harden out, right? So like the East, it's not really representative of the team's skill, right? And especially the past like two weeks and three weeks. So, they're losing games and they're falling in games where they're not at full capacity and and really no one is, but I think in the playoffs, we're going to really see who's separating. Like, I don't even know if I've seen a full buck squad at full capacity playing their hardest all season. And I don't know if I've seen that for the nets. I mean, you know, uh, like a lot of the top dogs, maybe I've seen it for the 76ers. I think they're a little bit more grittier in my opinion. Um, but there are a lot of teams that are not, again, at full health. So it's hard to know how things are going to shake out. I do agree. I think the top 10 are pretty much set in stone. I don't think anyone in that bottom five cares at all. Chicago maybe has the most care. Chicago is going to try. They made yeah, they're going to try. They're going to try. They gave up their first round pick for Vucevic. Yeah, yeah they're going to try. But Levine runs that team. Ter- Levine. Terrible timing for Levine yeah. to go down. That was a terrible 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 trade i i no i i feel bad for them because i i always respect going for it and trying to win and it didn't feel like too much in my opinion it, it made them an interesting second tier team and no. they would have been that and next year they will be that but uh it, it it sucks to see levine go down in a year he was really hooping they could have just kept it as is and landed and pretty much the same lottery odds that they're going to land now and i would rather have yeah but those the, lottery the, i don't i don't think they made that trade for this fucking year dude like vucevic is miles better than wendell carter jr and who knows what those middle first round picks would have been they're gonna get they're gonna get like a top eight pick i don't, I don't hate the trade I'll, i don't, I don't hate that. the trades yeah. i thought i thought awful the trade, trade i thought the trade was actually for the short term more than the long term it was but it, it is yeah. short term but Vucevic like is 30 the trade yeah. is, isn't over because they're not gonna like compete for the finals this year like yeah it just definitely does not make it doesn't as, make any sense yeah it's not a, it doesn't make as much draft sense. another potential star to pair with levine this year oh yeah because people can just like easily get vucevic with the eighth pick year after year come on Vucevic is 30. I mean, it's not the best trade ever, but I, I respect what the Bulls did in trying to keep Levine happy, bring real NBA talent around him. Massive, massive short-term upgrade. I mean, it, it, they got unlucky with the injury. It didn't work out. I'm I'm never going to talk trash to a team trying to get better. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like, they, they brought in Vucevic. They don't want to lose Levine. It sounds like they were going to lose Levine if they didn't do something. Right, they needed to. It was kind of like the Giannis situation with the Bucks. I don't where, think so. I don't think so. See, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think they were. At I don't think a threat to lose. Levine's him. Levine's too good. He's been there for too long for an underperforming team. If they did not bring someone in, he was walking. There's there's no reason. I mean, if you're a basketball player and you're with an organization that has the opportunity to bring in higher level talent, and you are borderline NBA, I mean, you're an NBA star. You have the potential to be a superstar. I think he's really really good. He showed that this season and last season. He's really nice i guarantee that the front office approached levine and said we we want you to stay we want to build around you we're going to show you in the trade market that we're taking this seriously 
Yeah, I I, I feel like it's a 80-20 sure. he they was leaving a, if they didn't do anything. Yeah, but they he wasn't leaving this year. So they had right. they had right. more time to figure it out if they wanted to. And that, I don't think they got the value that, that they want. I, I think Vucevic is overrated. And who who I'd who could they have it, gotten for Wendell Carter and two firsts? I don't know. But they would be better I, than I, I would have rather just had the two firsts, is my point. Especially in a loaded draft class this year when I also said when the trade happened that I don't think Vucevic makes them any better. Maybe maybe one playoff seed better. Maybe. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I respect the move. But moving moving to the Western Conference, um, that's that's gonna be a much more exciting playoff bracket for sure. Uh the the teams at the bottom are are really exciting, really good. Um Steph Curry has been he's he's, he's got he's MVP, right? I, I, certainly I, certainly not a walk in, but he I'd vote him. I'd vote him for MVP. He is having an absolutely unbelievable stretch of basketball right now. And when you look at that roster, um, you know, Draymond is is really good, but beyond that, it's bad. I mean, Wiggins is bad. Kelly Oubre, we were all big on high on him this season. He's been pretty much bad for the most part. Um, and Steph is just absolutely putting I mean, Steph is the definition in the NBA of much watch must watch basketball. Like when he is playing, despite everything I said about watching less basketball, when he's playing, I turn the damn TV on and watch him play because he is ridiculous. He's like NBA rookie sliders up 2K mode, just like jaw dropped, getting me out of my seat alone in my apartment watching him play. And I think he, he should be a dark horse for MVP. I still feel like Jokic is probably the front runner. Iron I don't Man. think he's a dark horse anymore. He's got the third best odds at this point for the Vegas bookies behind Jokic and Embiid. So take take notes, basketball. I love basketball reference, but their MVP algorithm is all kinds of fucked up because uh, Embiid and Curry are both not in the top 10. Yeah, huh. that, yeah that's, <laughs> makes that's no odd. sense. Now, the, the, the betting odds for most of the bookies that I'm looking at right now have Jokic as the clear favorite. With Embiid at plus two thirty and Harden, or sorry, Steph at plus one thousand. That that sounds about right. But I mean, without Steph, that Warriors team is not winning twenty games. Not yeah, close. I I wouldn't vote for Steph. I can't give an MVP to a team that might not make the playoffs. I just I can't do it. Yeah, but they could easily slide up to like a top six seed. Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, possibly, but I don't I don't see it happening. Like three games. It's a lot in the West. Not many teams in the West lose a bunch of games. I mean, all, all it takes for the Warriors, though, because Wiggins and Ubre are, are trash. They're they're not good. But all it takes is for them to get hot for a couple games, which is absolutely possible. You know, they both have that uh, athletic potential. They have the potential to get hot from beyond the line. If that happens and Steph keeps in this form, I certainly wouldn't want to play the Warriors. But but Steph Steph's form, like. I just I can't get over it. That shot he made against the Celtics where they charge into him and he just kind of launched it up and absolutely drained it. And then, uh, you know, he's getting MVP chance in Philly like he's playing out of his mind right now. And a fun stat that I, I saw on Reddit is Steph Curry went over 500 from three and then retired. He'd have a higher three point percentage than Ray Allen. He can miss his next thousand threes and have a higher three point percentage than Damon Harden. 
And this was my favorite one. Uh, if he missed 58,467 consecutive threes, which would mean he'd have to shoot his career high in threes uh, for the next 66 years, he'd still have a higher three-point percentage than Shaquille O'Neal. Just well, to put Shaquille's one is it Shaquille's zero percent? It's four point four point five percent. But dude, think okay. about the volume of like Yeah, that's insane. I mean that, that Ray Allen one is is super impressive. Yeah, I mean yeah. Steph is an absolute legend, and I, I don't want to rule him out of the MVP race just because his team is so garbage. Yeah, he's got a shot. I I, I uh gotta say your your total complete hate on Wiggins. I, I don't respect that i think wiggins is having a decent season this season so he's, he's uh, decent but he's just like yeah but you're throwing out that he's fucking trash i think he said that three times now Tra- trash for what he, 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 he needs needs to be and i mean he he might look good on offense sometimes and he might be slightly better on defense but the fact of the matter is he has steph curry playing mvp ball and draymond playing pretty well you know playing Draymond ball and then him and Ubre can't move the needle on that team so they they should be looking in the mirror and saying why why can't we do more to make this a winning team hmm I don't think that's fair I think Wiggins is having arguably his best season of his career it's playing well it says I mean, a lot the, the yeah the stat <laughs> the sat line looks okay but yeah exactly Don it says a lot that this is his best year any final thoughts you're trash you're trying. <laughs> All right, let's, let's end it here. <laughs> we'll be back shortly with the Granny Quiz Question of the Week. Granny Shot. All right, guys, Granny Quiz Question of the Week. I read it at the beginning of the episode. I'll read it here again. It's obviously themed around the resting, the injuries. Looking for the real Iron Men, the tough guys in the NBA. Only four current players have played four or more full seasons. This is predated to COVID times. So full season is defined as 82 games played. Name as many of those four as you can. A handful have also played three full seasons in their career. I'll give you half points if you name some of those guys. Should I just start popping off names here? You do one, I'll do one. We'll just go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Every other. Dame? Dame is a three-year guy. That's a half point. LeBron. No. Oh, wow. Harden. No. Oh, wow. I thought... Westbrook. Westbrook is a four-year guy. That's a full point for Don. That's that's a good one. I. That's one of one of the four there on the original question. My recency these are, bias. These are active. These are, just, these are active. Only oh, yeah. active players oh, yeah. currently playing in the NBA. Jokic? No. Giannis. No. Is Ariza still playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, and well, yes, and no. Champ Parsons? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. There's 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 one guy there's one of the Jimmy three Butler. guys that I've talked about a lot. Jimmy Butler. No. That's a shameful guess. Why? He's, he's a gr- gritty guy. Always hurt. Yeah, but dude, it's hard to think about like their earlier seasons. I mean, some of these guys. There, are getting... There's one of the guys we literally just talked about, like literally just talked about before we went to break. Steph Curry, a three-year guy. No, Draymond. Literally just no, like literally just talked Wiggins. About. Wiggins. Yes, <laughs> I get that point. I get that point. No, the you, half, don't des- you don't. The half that. point, half point there for a three-year guy. 
We've one guy's had a streak of almost 300 games consecutive played end this year. True Iron Man. Oh man, I really Inter- rem- international player. He's another three year guy. You guys should get this one. I'm disappointed in this one. He actually sh- could be argued to be in the four year list because he played the entire season last year. But it was only a seventy-two game season. Oh, I, 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 fuck! I know this. Lefty. Is it Ingles? Ingles, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's who uh, it was. Ingles has only missed like nine games in his career. Wow. Ingles has something yeah. called pride. True Iron Man. There. Okay, so I, I, the original question was for the four guys that have played four or more. You got Westbrook. There's three more. The other guy who has played four full 82 game season plays for the Celtics. He's older. He's newly on the Celtics helping you out here. He's big. He has a cha- championship ring. Tristan Thompson. There you go. I don't Tristan I can't even Thompson. say his name, dude. Fuck <laughs> out of respect Tristan for Tory Craig. I Yay. cannot mention Tristan now the Thompson. two guys, the two guys that have played five full seasons, five full 82 game seasons. This guy also has multiple rings. He, we talked about him a lot last year. Interesting trend in, here. We talked about him as Iggy. part of the borderline Hall of Fame. There it is, Iggy. He played five full 82 game seasons. And then the last guy, probably another guy that's on, he's certainly Hall of Famer, actually. Another guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer. Big guy. A lot of people think he was kind of a team cancer at one point. He did get a ring, he got it recently. He used to be considered. Maybe the star of the league. Former Dwight Howard. One. There it is. Dwight Howard. Dwight, Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard and Andre Iguodala, the only current active players that oh have played God. five full NBA seasons. Tristan Thompson and Russell Westbrook, the two that have played four full NBA seasons. Although shout out to Joe Ingles because Joe Ingles played two, played three 82 game seasons, one 81 game season. And one 72-game season. That 72-game season was a full year in COVID times. So I, I Other don't, guys... I don't know if you look this up, but if you go to players who have retired, does that get list get way longer? I didn't I didn't look at the retired list, but that would be a fun uh, fun exercise based on the conversation we had today. I'll read off some of the three-name guys just to give them shout-outs because I respect these Ironmans. Both Lopez brothers. Tough family out there. Respect. DeAndre Jordan. Taj Gibson. Wesley Matthews. Paul Millsap, another tough of, guy there. A lot of big men. Yeah. Plum Plum, Mason Plumley. None of these are really surprising. This one might be surprising, sort of. Cat, that no, I was actually going to guess him for a uh, for the four. Yeah, it's just the recent times, I think, probably would make people not guess that one. It, early uh, in his career, he had the reputation of like the safe fantasy draft guy because he would play true. games. Yep. Wiggins. And this one, you guys might be a little upset you didn't get. PJ Tucker. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of power forwards on that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know who won that. You guys both kind of sucked at it, but I'll in, give it to you. In I'll ten years, if we do that, there won't be a single <laughs> name on the list. Yeah, I wonder how many players have played every game this year. That'll be a exercise I'll have to go back and check on. Give the Granny Fannies an update next week. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Any final comments, Don Delco? No, I just I hope the NBA becomes becomes what it should be in the next coming weeks and hopefully i mean i'm expecting an awesome playoffs for for the nba i mean i feel like everyone's going to come back healthy playoffs are always good yeah yeah which can be great but i just hope you know the next 
what we have until playoffs will be will be able to be digested easily because it's it's been tough lately. Yeah, give us give us some spice, Adam Silver. Pull in the granny squad. We'll we'll do some NBA reform. That's right. It'll be called the Granny Midseason Tournament. <laughs> Team Don is now the official sponsor for Double Teamed. So if you, <laughs> if you vote for Double Teamed, I'll give you a special shout out next week. Uh, oh God. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna end it there. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to vote this week on the Granny Movie Showdown at Granny Shot NBA on Instagram. Give us an email, Granny Shot NBA at gmail.com if you got questions or comments. Thanks again for listening. This is Granny Shot. Shot.